Welcome back to A Fine Time for Healing, a place where your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being are all that matter. So put your feet up, relax, and enjoy today's show. Uh, today I have with us uh, Derek Duchesne, I hope I'm saying that right, bat um, who battled with depression and suicidal thoughts, exhausting traditional treatments without feeling relief, finding relief. And in 2019, he reluctantly tried ketamine therapy and experienced a rapid mental transformation. Inspired by his own journey, Derek collaborated with clinicians from Stanford's Psychedelic Science Center and Depression Research Clinic to explore ways to increase accessibility to psychedelic medicine. Um, and we have actually had uh, his partner, Dr. Sam Zand, on before. And today we're going to talk to Derek for a different approach. Welcome, Derek. Thank you, Randy. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. So tell us, give us a little background about who you are. What is your, what is your background? Uh, yeah, my background, uh, it's you know, taking a couple of interesting turns throughout my life. I uh, moved to, I grew up in a little farm town in Wisconsin. I moved to Los Angeles uh, when I was 18 to become a writer. And that turned into working with Disney, becoming a host, becoming an actor, having a production company and kind of going the entertainment route for uh, 10, 10 or so plus years and did all kinds of fun things in that world and, and worked with a lot of incredible people like Bruce Willis, Robert De Niro and all kinds of uh, exciting things. And then I moved back home to Wisconsin to take care of my mom. Uh, she had MS, fibromyalgia, cancer, all, all, you know, all kinds of things and moved home to take care of her and we kind of started on this adventure and this road trip across the country because she couldn't fly. She had a lot of heart heart issues. And we're trying all kinds of different types of alternative medicines, alternative therapies. And that led me to exploring a very, uh, kind of discovering a very lesser known uh, non-psychoactive cannabinoid that helped her with a lot of her issues. And I started a company called Healing Ventures and Healing Ventures was uh, initially like helping CP, large CPG uh, product lines, adding uh, ingredients to their products to help people uh, with alternative medicine, alternative treatments. And that company did very well. And we ended up scaling, uh, it was acquired, ended up scaling that to about 300 people at our peak. And uh, in the, I was on the road for, in 2019, I was on the road for 300 days in about 40 some countries uh, because industry that we were in kind of blew up. And so every day I was at a different expo around the world for, uh, to bet whether it was cosmetics, food and beverage, health and wellness, tobacco, pets. It was, it was always, always something different. And, uh, that led me to also, uh, being in different time zones a lot of the times and, and meeting with my, my doctor, my psychiatrist. And he's like, all right, well, you're traveling a lot, so here, take this to help you sleep on the plane. All right, now you're exhausted a lot, so take this to help keep you awake. <laughs> uh, now you're stressed out a lot, now take this, you know, and and, it kinda, and I never really struggled uh, with with depression and definitely not uh, suicide or suicidal ideation and, until I did. Um, I've always kind of saw the brighter side of life and come from very humble beginnings. And uh, that, like around around the same time in 2019, uh, my, we're going through an acquisition. I found out all kinds of crazy things was happening within the company while I was on the road. 
so half of my identity or who my happiness or who I was as a person was tied to my business. Mm-hmm. And the other half, you know, of, and I didn't realize it at the time, but the other half was tied to the relationship that I was in. And when, when both of those kind of took a 180 around the same time, um, I kind of, while I was financially more well off than I ever imagined I would be, it was kind of like the rug pull beneath me and my, all of my happiness was based on external factors mm-hmm. and adding that into now trying, taking antidepressants and now like going to the traditional roots of, of trying to, to, to battle this or cope with these things. Uh, I just got worse and worse. And it wasn't until one day I was, uh, sitting there looking out at, at the sunset and thinking it was going to be my last sunset. And, uh, yeah. And then that, uh, a friend dragged me into this, this ketamine clinic, which in my head was, this is a horse tranquilizer. This is stupid. Nothing's ever going to work for me. I've just tried every, you know, I, I, was, I was trying all the traditional paths and, and I was eating healthy. I was working out. I was seeing a therapist. I was taking antidepressants and, I was just getting getting worse, and uh, that one session probably, probably saved my life. Wow. Okay. Um, you know, you were talking about ex- that external validation, and mm-hmm. my expertise is in narcissistic abuse. And most people who have been either brought up in nar- with narcissistic abuse from a parent or in their family, mm-hmm. or have had a relationship with someone like that, they become they. Um, depend on external validation and when you Mm -hmm. depend on external validation um, it makes you very vulnerable to people taking advantage of you and other things like that and also depression because you you're not validating who you are from within so it's interesting that you brought that topic up and i just wanted to say that that um that it's very important uh, for all of us to learn to be able to validate from within, but you had so many changes um, in in your identity of who you were, what you were doing, what you were good at. Um, there was a lot of shifts, and that's got to be difficult too. So, what? Um, tell us about what ketamine therapy is. So, there's there's different kind of uh, variations of it right and there's uh, ketamine therapy you know by itself is is if you look at the FDA approved Johnson and Johnson version of it that is uh, it's covered by insurance it has to be done in office and it's a a nasal spray it's done at a very low dose and you're under under supervision and it is uh, typically afterwards you 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 will have a conversation with with a therapist or, or somebody there to support you, and that's you know that version of it. Um, the thing I think what the unique thing about ketamine therapy and the other uh, variations of it, or or IV or me- methods of administration, or IV intramuscular IM or at home, which is uh, our primary core. Uh, our, our core offering, because it's where we see the most um, the most successful people, is where you take uh, and, and, and the at home and the IVIMs is not FDA approved. That's prescribed off label, and that's you know, a whole other conversation. But it's prescribed off label. One in like four psychiatric medications are, and when you take the medicine, it's really to help us. Like, what what is like the you know a great therapists do right they they ask the right questions and they help us find the right answers 
and and you know you could get advice from your best friend or from a family member or 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 a medical professional or therapist and and most of us at least for me uh i wouldn't you know i wouldn't be too receptive to it, it kind of goes in one ear at the other mm-hmm. and uh even though i'm there for for help and there for guidance but it doesn't really stick until our brain navigates to that conclusion on its own and right. but what ketamine therapy does it allows us to I mean, it depends on the situ- like situational and everybody's unique. But for, for me, especially was struggling with uh, suicidal thoughts and, and, and very like when, when we're de- very depressed, our brain gets stuck in these, these loops. And, you know, mine was, I am not worthy of love. I'm not worthy of living. All I do is make things worse for everyone. And, and we, we get stuck in these repetitive, um, dark negative cycles. And, there's this theory about suicide called your brain can reaches this point called burst mode. And that's when you have extended periods of, of chronic stress or anxiety or depression or alcoholism and, and nothing that you do for a period of time is releasing do- dopamine or norepinephrine in your brain. And you can be you know, exercising, getting sunshine, all the normal ingredients that you need to, to, you know, go into a recipe of being happy. And, and nothing's, nothing's making you feel that or feel any type of connection and and you feel so like my theory on suicide as well is like that we feel so disconnected from ourselves and the outside world that it just doesn't you know that it seems like our brain keeps going to that the most logical reason is to to leave this place and and it's the only way out yet we all know or we all see the people that that and have friends or know somebody that has taken their life. And, and we know that that's not the truth, right? It's like their brains, their brains are sick. It's not like, you know, when they're telling themselves that the world's better off without them or they shouldn't be here, like that's not, that's not usually ever true. And for academy therapy, for, for me and for a lot of people that we work with, it, it allows us to immediately separate from those repetitive negative cyclical thoughts. And it was like, for me, it was like immediately just like, boop, just pop me, pop me out of it and allowed me to look at all of these thoughts that were happening in my head and look at all these situations. Like I was, you know, about to, about to be married and, and about to go to this big acquisition and, and, and look at all these things that were happening in my life and these very traumatic, dark, um, transitional moments and was able to look at them is exactly that just things that happened in my life. And all these thoughts in my head, as opposed to them being facts or my reality, I was able to look at them as exactly that, just thoughts in my head, right? So just separating myself from all of this. And I was like, oh, okay, that's, you know, these are just things. These are just thoughts. It's not who I am. And it doesn't define who I am. These are all just moments in my life. And so when you can step away and look at things from a different perspective, right? Like when, when you change the Wayne, Wayne Dwyer, uh, Wayne Dwyer said, uh, when you change the way that you see the world, the world changes. Right? And so it immediately, yeah, immediately gave me that perspective shift. And, and for, for a lot of people, I think that's where the real power and the healing is, is when we separate from our default mode network mm-hmm. and separate from our thoughts. It's like, it's like that shortcut to meditation mm-hmm. and it allows us to get perspective and, and clarity without like it allows us to quiet that inner roommate and that inner chatter and when when you're anxious or depressed that inner roommate is uh is not your friend 
Right. That changing a perspective is everything. And um, and so I coach people um, going through this kind of abuse and trauma all over the world. And really, that's my initial goal is to get them to change the way that they're thinking. That's not easy to do. It's not easy to do on your own because it takes a lot of repetition before you can lock into that changed perspective. But mm-hmm. um, it's this is interesting, you know, that ketamine can take you there. Now, I've had several clients who have had ketamine therapy and mm-hmm. I've heard a mixed bag. Um, mm-hmm. Now, is this psychedelic therapy? Is that what this is? So, yes, it is. It is. It is. Uh, technically called psychedelic therapy, even though ketamine is not a, it's a technically labeled as a pseudo psychedelic is because it's, it's more in, in, as an anesthetic there's, and there's different types um, of, of psych, psychedelic or ketamine therapy. Uh, there's one where people are quote unquote microdosing and taking it on a daily basis. Uh, we are, our medical team and myself are highly, highly against that. Uh, it's, you know, it, it is not like, like I think I believe in most antidepressants and SSRIs, our bodies are, we're not static individuals, we're dynamic, we're always changing. And the goal of Spravato, or if you look at other programs out there similar to Better You, uh, like New Life or Mind Bloom, where companies that have come to this with a very research heavy and, and safety heavy approach, mm-hmm. is that uh, we don't believe that ketamine should ever be taken every single day, uh, even even at low doses. And if you look at yeah, the, the FDA approved version in Johnson and Johnson's uh, Spravato, or if you look at other uh, approaches or IV therapy in office, uh, the maximum you want to do it is, is twice a week. And, and to be able to uh, allow your body to not only process the experience, but then flush out the medicine and heal and, and clean it out and come back to, to an experience. So there's, there's the lighter kind of one program that's out there that I think is going to uh, hurt hurt this type of treatment or potentially ruin this type of treatment for a lot of people because daily ketamine, in my opinion, is dangerous and in and, and a lot of medical professionals' opinion. When done properly in the right dosage in the right setting once or twice a week can be can be life-saving and transformational. Right. I, people who microdose may be using psilocybin or they may be using LSD to microdose. Mm-hmm. Do you see the same um, uh, risks or or lack of effect with those medications versus ketamine? So since we like, you know, everything that we do has to go through the medical boards, the pharmacy boards, the DEA. So we cannot give any guidance on, you know, psilocybin or LSD um, or, 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 you know, the only thing we can give guidance on is ketamine. We highly recommend against microdosing with ketamine. People do it. Um, I just think that the long-term effects and potential for psychological uh, dependence and cravings, mm-hmm. bladder issues, like these are all things that uh, can can come with doing long-term daily use of ketamine. It's it's effective, but it's still a powerful drug, mm-hmm. and and it needs to be done properly, responsibly. Uh, with and I have personally and and a lot of friends uh, and a lot of colleagues that microdose regularly with psilocybin and LSD as well. The two very different things, right? The uh, and these are all very different molecules that do that do very, very different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother personally uh, microdoses on uh, used to be psilocybin and now LSD, and she has uh, early onset and 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 it's helped. And if you look at uh, Stanford, the the research they're doing there, or, um, there's an analog of LSD that's it's uh, I think in phase two for clinical trials for Alzheimer's and dementia. A really fascinating science there. The 
biggest issue and challenge and danger with either one of those is the supply chain is uh, since it's not regulated that, you know, especially with psilocybin products, like it, you don't know how much is in each thing. It is a natural substance similar to uh, cannabis is an organic product. So the amount of you know psilocybin or the active ingredient in, you know, one piece of one capsule or one chocolate or whatever it is that they're taking it can be significantly higher or less than the time before. So it's that consistency and really, really the supply chain. Um, I'm really grateful and, and excited that we live in a time, Randy, where you and I can have this conversation about, about these types of things that are, that are incredibly beneficial for people. I'm a huge advocate for, for, safe and responsible use for uh, many different types of psychedelics. Mm-hmm. And, and I do, if you look at some of the smartest people uh, in, in the world or people that have shaped our, our generation and, and many generations and, and pop culture and music, you know, comes from uh, largely from the, the uh, psychedelic movement uh, back in the sixties and seventies. Mm-hmm. And, and so the, the, the kind of pioneering that I think if you look at where that has went into research being shut down for MDMA, for Ibogaine, for LSD, for psilocybin, for ketamine, when that was all shut down in the 70s. And then early, late, late, late 90s, early 2000s started to, the research started to become more well-funded and, and, and allowed uh, in the United States. And then really the Trojan horse for all of these things, being able to come to market and really accelerate uh, the research and, and, and the, and the capital being uh, poured into this biotech and, and the future of a lot of these different types of revolutionary uh, uh, healthcare treatments and modalities all happened in 2019 when the FDA approved uh, Spravato. And that was kind of the, the beginning of the floodgates opening of the Trojan horse. And if you look at the effectiveness of Ibogaine for opiate addiction, like when we have Somebody that comes to us and, and unfortunately you know, we, we live in America, like uh, opiate addiction is, is rampant. And, and we work with a lot of professional athletes. We work with a lot of, uh, like, uh, a lot of, like a lot, a lot of different types of people that just went through the medical system and it failed them. Right. And, and they get injured or they get injured at work and you go to the doctor and they say, Hey, here, take these pills. All right. Now stop taking them. Uh, similarly, like if somebody goes through a traumatic experience, as they're in a car accident or, uh, or get shot, uh, like some, something like this, you get to see, they start taking all these different, you know, your pain pills, nerve right. pills, antidepressants, you know, stuff for PTSD. And you're on this cocktail of things that your body is just getting thrown all out of whack. And while I'm not anti that, you know, most medications, it's really the responsible uh, use. And, and I think that the training for psychiatry is, isn't uh, like, like our, our happiness. And I'm sure Randy, you'll, you'll agree is that like, it's not one thing makes us happy, right? It's a, it's, it's an, it's a, it's a recipe. Like during the pandemic, we work with so many patients that would say, I did my ketamine therapy and I had the best week of my life. Thank you. Like, mm-hmm. great. When's the last time that, you know, you went outside and they're like, Oh, it's a pandemic. It's been like a month. Or, how's, how's your diet? And they're like, Oh, I, I weigh 400 pounds. Like, okay, well, while you had a great week, this isn't going to last, right? We need, we need exercise. We need to sweat. We need to move. We need sunshine. We need healthy food. And on top of all those things, uh, our, our self-talk and our programming and our self-love and our daily habits, right? So it's, it's a lot, of, a lot of, a lot of moving parts. And we live in a society where, where people are used to going to the doctor and they're saying, take this pill, you'll get better. Right. 
And, and unfortunately, that's like where, you know, that's been the uphill battle of trying to trying to help people. And then people get very frustrated, or they or even worse, they give up, because exactly. they're taking the pill. And, it's, and they're not feeling not better. helping. Right? Yeah, I mean, um, I relate to this. And it's part of the reason why I do the show because mm-hmm. traditional um, Western medicine has worked for me in very, very few situations. Mostly it's been holistic medication. It's been alternative medication. It's been through um, through nutrition. It's been through herbs and acupuncture and a whole variety of things that I've been mm-hmm. able to maintain. If I had relied on Western medicine, I would be comatose. I would not have survived. Mm-hmm. So um, I completely agree with that. Do you think that your depression and suicidal ideation came from this cocktail of medications you were given? So when, when I initially, I, I, was, I didn't think so at all. And now looking back after having connected with thousands of patients personally and seeing where they come from and, and the headspace that they're at and the medications that they're on a lot of times prior to attempting uh, suicide or having suicidal ideation. Uh, at first, I, I didn't like the first you know, probably two years. I didn't really think that it was. I thought it was very situational. I thought it was because my company or my, my business partners were kind of in the rocks that my relationship fell apart because I was working too much. And, you know, and I just kind of attached my, that situation to that. And then now in, in hindsight, looking at like leading up to that, right. And like when I started to have, uh, a lot more stress issues and, and losing my coping abilities, which I think came along with, with when, like when I was, when I was taking Adderall and like just higher stress and higher anxiety and like triggered a lot more and more anger. And then, uh, then Xanax for, for flights. And then a month in, I couldn't sleep without taking Xanax mm-hmm. and then switched to trazodone. And then they switched me to mirtazapine. And these were all supposed to be just for helping sleep. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and I became like, I, I used to always have this and, and I think I'm, I'm back there, fortunately, but it took a long time, but I always had this natural zest and excitement for, for life and for what the day holds and, and the opportunities and, and, and being thoughtful of my, my time. Mm-hmm. And when I started, uh, you know, I don't know if, if it was when all these things started happening, but it was definitely a, a bit before when I started to notice that my zest for, for life or getting out of bed every day was getting um, tr- harder and harder and I was snoozing more and more. And I just didn't feel like anything was, was like, like I was losing that connection. Right. And, 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 and I think that a big, big problem or a common thing when you look at like where we're at and, and where um, especially like violence on a national level, gun violence, uh, suicide, um, teenage suicide, particularly that like where you look at where we're at as a society and you look at how much like the over prescribing, over diagnosing has changed. And when I connect with patients, I have this woman, she was in late, late sixties, early seventies. And this was a couple of years ago. And she's like, when I hug my grandchild, I feel nothing. When I see my husband, I feel nothing. He's like, I feel like I'm a bad person. She goes, I can see somebody get hit by a car. And I would feel nothing. Mm-hmm. And she'd been on SSRIs for 25 plus years. And then she's like, I, I know this isn't going to work for me. And, and that's my favorite kind of person to talk to. Mm-hmm. That's because, interesting. 
Yeah, well, and, and depression can, you know, depression can do that. It can completely take away your zest for anything. Um, so the relying on any one of the medications that you were given can be a problem. Mm -hmm. It can throw a system mm -hmm. way off. So this cocktail mm -hmm. of all these medications, Adderall and Xanax, um, there's just no way your brain was functioning well. So, you know, mm -hmm. I, I, I have to believe that that had a lot to do with it because you told me about your history, your past, you were very motivated, you were very upbeat, you were very positive, you know, and then this change. So when we have those tools in our tool belt, when we know how to deal with life already, um, and we're hit with really difficult situations later on, usually we have a way to get through it. Maybe a little bit of help, but we do have a way to get through it. Um, so I don't believe it was the situations that happened in your life. I believe you were chemically altered to a point where your brain didn't know what to do anymore. Um, that makes more sense to me. Yeah, no, absolutely right. And the reason I was uh, sharing the experience with the patient is because that's when I started to realize that like, I just kind of lost that zest for, for life and that connection. And I think that when, like, if you look at our medical system or, or psychiatry in particular, where it, it's, you know, hasn't really changed in the last hundred years, it's based off Freudian and Rockefeller methods where you treat the, uh, diagnose the, the illness and treat the symptom mm -hmm. as opposed to, to helping people through their journey and find, find healing and process and come out the other side. And when I realized that, uh, yeah, just talking to more and more patients and I was like, wow, all, all these people are feeling you know, very similarly to, to what I was going through. And I think what happens is when we're quote unquote masking the symptoms with certain medications or, or several is that we build these walls up where we are no longer feeling that connection to ourselves. And, and when we lose that feeling, you know, we also lose a lot of things like remorse, regret, you know, clarity, mm -hmm. empathy, and I think a lot of these uh, very critical human emotions that, that allow us to reason and, and to thrive and to live in a positive, productive way, a lot of these things, you know, it, it dims our light as opposed to to brightening us. And right. so I definitely think it had a big part to do with it. And I think that a lot of people I talk to, it's, you know, they're, it's horror stories about their psychiatrist. They're like, yeah, they you know, met me for 15 minutes and they gave me 10 different medications mm -hmm. and a week, you know, a month later I was way worse. And they said, and they said, I want to get off of these things or, or try something else. And the psychiatrist like, no, I think we should increase the dosage. Right. And, mm -hmm. and this happens so, so much. And the approach I think that everybody should do before they, they, you know, get med medicated is look at, uh, you know, is, is first going, going to talk therapy and, and finding somebody that can help them and really just listen and connect mm -hmm. and give them, give them, you know, more of a playbook or accountability coaching or life coaching or, or, or talk therapy or like, you know, starting, starting with that and, and, and devising a plan with somebody to change your habits and change your thought patterns. If that's mm -hmm. not working, uh, I, you know, I think ketamine therapy is, isn't the cure-all by any means, but it's an incredible tool in our arsenal. And it's that catalyst. Like it's, if you tell somebody that's depressed, like, Hey, go get more sunshine or, Hey, you should work out more. They're not going to be really receptive. Right. But when you give them 
you know, a, a week or two, like one or two treatments of ketamine therapy, and it kind of helps reset that, that that damage and that stress and and it helps reset their brain a lot of times it gives them you know a, a slightly that little bit of motivation that they need to uh, to change their habits and to reprogram their thought patterns so when you say like that's why on our, on our program on week one or month you know two weeks we're not saying hey get outside and exercise or hey change you know change your self-talk or change your diet we wait until three four weeks in because it allows them to that neuroplasticity to reset and their brain to become more malleable Right. So I think that looking at your habits, your like, you know how much time psychiatrists, Randy, you know how much time they spend on, uh, and I talked to several in med school on nutrition. My son is a doctor. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> from four, four hours, right? Four, four hours. I know. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is mind blowing to me because yeah. so much of your, your mm-hmm. happiness is, is what, mm-hmm. what you're eating and coming, coming from your gut. And so when I, I was like, okay, well, you spent four hours on this and you know, 150 hours on how to not get sued. Uh, I think that, you know, I think that focusing on, on nutrition, when you're dealing with mental health, that should be, you know, if you're an MD, right, that's, that's, that's all it is, right? But that's really what you're focusing on. But if you're an MD and, and psychiatrist, it's, it's, or a DO, it's, it's, it's like, it's four hours and it's mind blowing to me. And then exactly. if you look at the programming and their curriculum, the curriculum and the programming uh, for to be a psychiatrist, it's all written by the pharmaceutical industries, right? So it's, it's, it's like, it's not your doctor's fault. They're, they're doing what they were trained to do. Right? And fortunately, like, uh, you know, one of, one of my partners, Better You, has, um, is, uh, teaches a psychedelic medicine uh, residency for, for, uh, for doctors at, at UNLV. Uh, we've seen, we've seen, uh, we've seen this. That was the first one. We've seen one pop, uh, a, a couple of great ones pop up now at, at uh, UC San Francisco, uh, a handful of schools across the country. Uh, Yale is, is, is one of the more, more, more prominent ones. And, and ketamine therapy, really that, re- that research came heavily out of, out of Yale and the work they've been doing there for the last, last 20 years. That's great. Uh, yeah. Um, um, my son is a DO, so he, mm-hmm went to osteopathic school, which is a little mm-hmm. more holistic than, than allopathic medicine. However, mm-hmm. he did not get that training. He was brought up with that training and has continued that. Um, he, That's he has you as a mom, you know, he's, a, uh, he's a gym he's... rat. His diet is perfect. You know, he knows how to, yeah, so yeah. he, he had it within him, which is going to help him along the way. But he's going into cosmetic surgery, so I don't know how much, you know, diet nutrition is going to affect that. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I do know. And there's a lot of things in his training that um, the lack of training that really bothered me. And then when they Mm -hmm. go into residency, they have to comply with everything that they've learned and they have to do it that way. So mm-hmm. there's very little deviation. So they don't really get to practice that. But there are, just as in um, psychiatry, psychology, um, and in with physicians, uh, mm-hmm. there are out-of-the-box thinkers that observe things and realize that what they know isn't all they need to know. There's other mm-hmm. things, you know. And, uh, and those are the trailblazers in these areas. Um, by the way, I grew up in the 60s and 70s, and so mm-hmm. when, and I know my son was the first one to 
talked to me about LSD and psilocybin mushrooms. And I was like, what? You know, <laughs> these are horrible. These are dangerous things, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was able to explain to me how it's changing psychiatry and the, the benefits of it. And so, yes, this whole dialogue is opened up. I'm really happy about it. And um, so let me ask you about ketamine. So I had um, I have a client. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, insurance covers it, but you have to get approved. Okay, so not everybody gets approved. All right, so mm-hmm. that's sometimes mm-hmm. a problem. And then if they have to pay out of pocket, that can be quite expensive. But mm-hmm. he was suffering um, severe depression, and he went through the full ketamine uh, program with a psychiatrist. Um, mm-hmm. It did not help him at all. And I imagine that, like you say, there's not one solution for every problem. Um, mm-hmm. So. Do you think there's contraindications for this? There's, there's definitely two parts to, to you know what, what you just said. So if he went through with a psychiatrist and did Spravato, here is my take without uh, upsetting Johnson & Johnson uh, too much. My, my take on that is that ketamine has been used successfully. Like if you have an infant child and they break their arm and they go to the hospital, the first thing they give them is ketamine. Okay. And because it is at much higher doses, at you know, ten times what you'd get for a, ther- a mental health treatment is it's an anesthetic, right? And mm-hmm. and so at much higher doses, it's the only uh, anesthetic out there that doesn't uh, affect your respiratory system. So it's in- in- incredibly safe. It's been u- used in hospitals daily, globally for the last fifty plus years on the World Health Organization's list of mm-hmm. essential medicines, and and one of the most uh, researched pharmaceuticals that that exists. And so you couldn't. You can't patent it, right? It's, it's been around since, since the 70s uh, and legal and used daily since the 70s. So in order for Johnson & Johnson to be able to patent it uh, and, and get the FDA approval and then insurance coverage, they had to modify the molecule. So if you think of ketamine as a molecule, it's the left and the right uh, uh, isomers. And then so you pull away the right and now you just have the left. And so that's the S-ketamine, which is half the molecule. Okay. So when done in office with Spravato, it's a very rigorous program. And like you said, uh, it could be you know, $100 with insurance or it could be $2,000 cash pay for Spravato. Uh, that is a very low dose. And with that low dosage, it, in my experience of working with a lot of different uh, Spravato clinics, is that some clinicians will give them the Spravato and then immediately talk to them the whole time. Uh, without allowing them to the medicine to like allowing them to take a break from their thoughts and allowing them to find that clarity or have that journey by themselves. And so they have talking to them while they're in this heightened state of, you know, neuroplasticity, but it really, it keeps your brain in this uh, executive mode network, right? So you're you're kind of separating from the default mode network, but now you're going into tasks and response, right? So somebody's communicating with you and you're like, your brain's trying to disconnect. And you keep bringing it back and keep like trying to have conversations. It's like similar with MDMA therapy where that the entire time you're talking to a therapist and you're looking at it with this heightened clarity and, and change in mood. Mm-hmm. But with Spravato, where I've seen that program uh, not work, like where I've seen it really be effective is when they give you the medicine, they put the blood pressure cuff on, and then they give you headphones and a meditation mask 
and they leave you alone for 45 minutes. And then they, then they come back and have a talk therapy session with you. Mm -hmm. The, where I've seen it not be effective is where they give it to you and they're just talking to you the whole time. Mm -hmm. And then you're not, you're not like stepping away and you're just focusing on trying to answer the questions with, yeah. So that's where I've seen it not be successful. Okay. Uh, that also being said is that ketamine therapy is not right for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. Just because it, it helped me and it's helped, you know, a lot of people doesn't mean it's right for everyone. We're all very different in, in our uh, backgrounds, the amount of medications that we've taken. That's a huge factor in it for most people with ketamine th therapy. Like I said, the woman I, I spoke about before, it took her eight sessions before we had any type of breakthrough because oh, wow. your brain, it took because we had to, you know, the, the medicine has to chew through all those years and years of, of damage from the antidepressants in her brain before then she finally, you know, called and she was crying saying like, I watched a comedy last night with my son and we laughed and we hugged. And this morning I was crying. I was happy that I'm feeling again, that I'm crying. And so it, it, it could be the dosage, the treatment, a handful of things. And if you look at the contraindications, the major ones are uh, if they have a history of psychosis or schizophrenia, okay, def definitely not good candidates. Um, no. And okay. and it's interesting if they if they have bipolar, if they're not currently in a manic state, it can be incredibly effective. If they're in a manic state and they do a session, it can be very traumatic uh, and very harmful because it can exasperate that that manic state and make it worse. Oh wow! And so, so these are things to be very cautious and very thoughtful of. Um, anybody that has any type of history of any of these things, you know, are not good candidates for at home. They could be good candidates for in office, but you're going to make sure that the clinician blocks out an extra couple of hours um, pre and post to make sure that they're in the right in the right headspace for it. Cool. The um, the history of of uh, kidney or sorry of liver failure or, or, or liver disease not not a good candidate since it is, it is the medicine is processed in your liver. Uh, a history or a recent heart attack or stroke uh, is, you know, if it was in the, within the last six months, it's not recommended. If it's longer, sometimes the doctors will do it. If it's like over a year, um, uncontrolled hypertension, because uh, it does increase your blood pressure for mm -hmm. the duration of the session, typically around an hour. The sessions last for about 45 to 90 minutes, depending on dosage and, and duration. And the way, like I said before, that I've seen it to be the most effective is where they're administered the medicine, whether orally, IV, IM, nasal spray, sleep mask, headphones, and allows them to kind of disconnect from the external stimulation. Like it's not like LSD or psilocybin or MDMA where you're looking around, the world's this big, you know, colorful, different, different, exciting place. It's disconnecting your senses and removing your senses. Uh, so you're, you're doing this deep dive inwards right? and allows us to process things you know, maybe things that we like about ourselves and, and shine a light on those and really like work through things that we don't like about ourselves. And, um, and so, yeah, I mean, that answers that answers a lot of questions. And thank you for that. I mean, my client yeah. um, had a heart attack at a very young age. Mm -hmm. um, I believe his blood pressure was high. And um, I'm not really sure how it was administered. As a matter of fact, I think he told me that it was an alternative to ketamine. I don't know if if there is an alternative alternative to ketamine because he couldn't get approved for ketamine, um, and so the doctor gave him something else. But he described feeling very weird when he got you know when he came out of it um, for like a mm -hmm. whole day. Do people describe that sometimes? 
So that also depends on the method of administration. If uh, if you're getting an IV or IM, you're, you're, you're deep for about an hour, and then you have maybe 30, 45 minutes for returning to your baseline, and then you're back, back to normal. Like me, right after my first session, I, and I was an IV, I went for a run uh, immediately after, and I hadn't wow. worked out or ran for, for months. Uh, so that was really good to clear my head. Uh, the oral administration, if you ingest it, uh, which we typically tell people not to unless you have chronic pain because you get the analgesic pain relief benefits. But if you ingest it, it can kind of come back in waves and, and yeah, and it kind of like you can have longer side effects or, or, or nausea can come back. If you spit out or expel the medicine, then the likelihood of those longer side effects aren't, aren't really there. So uh, some people, yeah, if, like I said, if it's in, in, ingested, it can kind of be a, a few hours or, or half a day to come back to your baseline. But if you expel it or, if it's IV, then it's typically you, you return to your baseline fairly quick. So what about um, what about people who are in the throes of PTX, PTSD or complex PTSD, and they mm-hmm. are highly traumatized? Uh, because I so, had another client who was in that state, so traumatized, and mm-hmm. went to ketamine to try to shortcut out of this. Um, I don't think that she was you know, benefited from it. So mm-hmm. what is your feelings with that? So similarly to what we said before is that these are all different, different psychedelics and different medicines for different things. So I believe the ketamine for depression, suicidal ideation and anxiety, the best thing in my opinion that, that exists for it. Okay. Uh, when it comes to PTSD, PTSD is very tricky. And a lot of people, especially veterans, we work with you know, very heavily with the veteran population is that, if you're going in for an IV or IM, you're, you're typically paying $500 to $1,000 for this, right? So the doctors or the clinicians want to make sure that you feel like you got your money's worth. And a lot of these aren't run by psychiatrists. A lot of these are run by anesthesiologists that don't have training in mental health, similar to the first time I got one. So there's no treatment preparation. There's no support. Like the medicine by itself can be effective, but having that support pre-session to prime the brain and get you in the right space and then post-session to help you reflect, process, and digest it are two incredibly important things. And that's why, why I started Better You because I didn't get that when, when I had my session. And while the medicine worked, I saw how it could be done so much so much better and give people a better chance. So with PTSD, if you go into a clinic and you're a veteran and your entire brain and life and programming has been trained, if you lose control of a situation or you lose control of your surroundings, that could be life or death for you, right? Mm-hmm. So you go into this fight or flight, mm-hmm. a very anxious state. And, and a lot of times for sexual assault, assault victim uh, survivors as well, right? They're, they're, or, or, um, or somebody that's, they, they were uh, assaulted in a public place or, or shot in a, in a public place, right? You're, they walk in, they're looking at the exits in the room, right? And that's just how their brain, how their brain works. So when you take somebody that's been through these things and you send them very deep kind of down the rabbit hole where they've now lost, you know, their sense of time, reality, and, and you send them down to the deeper kind of psychedelic experience, like, psychedelics can be just as traumatic as they are therapeutic mm-hmm. if not done properly with the right guidance, the right dosage, the right setting. And it's like a lot of people come to us and they're like, I, you know, I am struggling with this and I'm going to see this, this shaman that's going to give me this hero dose of psychedelics of, of mushrooms. And they've never done psychedelics before. And like, that's a six hour plus journey. Like, are you sure you're ready for this? Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a very, it can be very long, very traumatic, you know, very powerful, but like it can also do, do a lot of damage if not done, done properly. Yes, so ketamine therapy with PTSD, mm-hmm. where we've seen mm-hmm. a tremendous amount of, of success and it took us a while to, 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 you know, to this trial and error is 
um, starting at a very, very, very low dose okay. for week one, week two, week three, and slowly titrate up. So, so their brain's acclimating to the experience. So they're acclimating to the experience. So we started this kind of uh, medication enhanced med- meditation. And then once we get to the medication enhanced meditation, then we move into a, you know, a slightly higher dose and a slightly higher dose. And we typically, a lot of the times we won't get them to a full kind of therapeutic psychedelic experience, but they're still receiving the neurobiological benefits. So it helps them, it helps the rest of the programming and, 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 and training to be more receptive to it, but it's not, you know, it's not right for everything. And PTSD is one of those things that it's not right for everyone for ketamine. Right. I mean, if you, if you have PTSD or CPTSD, your amygdala mm-hmm. is like on fire, you know, mm-hmm. and um, it's very, very hard to, get out of that state and so yeah i was curious about that it sounds like um your clinic does it right which i'm really happy to hear about that and this is great for people to hear because if anybody's tried this and really has not had success um you may want to let's see your clinic is better you better letter you okay Better yes. you. Um, you may want to contact the Better You Clinic. You're in Vegas, right? Uh, so we have locations in, in about 12 different states, and, oh, okay. and so and we do telemedicine in 14 states. Uh, but we're we're uh, primarily in, in Los Angeles. Uh, we have a, a clinic in, in Las Vegas as well. And we do, yeah, like I said, we do, we do telemedicine in 14 states. We're expanding to 20 by the end of the year. We're also expanding into uh, med management, but only for like if somebody comes to us and they want to get off of their Xanax or get off of X, Y, and Z medication. If our prescribers did not prescribe that, we legally cannot give them advice to, 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 to wean off of it. And, and we've seen that our program has really been after people work through their depression, anxiety, or PTSD, or, or chronic stress, that it's really like the, the next step is, Hey, do I need to be on these other things or, or can I live, you know, without them? So we help them explore that path. So we're expanding into that and, and also expanding on our talk therapy piece as well and, and helping people find, uh, you know, ketamine therapy isn't right for everyone and, and helping them find what, what works for them. And in our program, it includes uh, nutrition, meditation, breath work, and, and our app includes programming from healing from sexual trauma, moving through grief, uh, heal, grow, love, transcend, which focuses on your self-love and healing from past trauma, all kinds of different, different programs in there. So. Sounds really amazing. Do you have a psychiatrist at every location? Yes, we do. Okay. All right. So you probably have a training program for we doctors do. we who want a, to do this, right? We, we do. We do. We have a 12 hour uh, video program. And then we also have uh, doctors and hosts a uh, a program for psychotherapists and integration coaches that they want to incorporate psychedelic medicine. The next thing we're going to launch is uh, expanding our programming to all the Spravato clinics uh, across the country, because uh, a lot of them are treating people with Spravato, thankfully, but like I said, the program that the, they don't have the guidance or direction uh, that, that we've seen to be most effective. So we're just going to offer our program for free to those clinics that want to, uh, that want to help people with, you know, through 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 the app and give them here's the, here's what you do on the days between your sessions here's what you do on the weeks after your sessions mm-hmm. right because it's not just uh, giving giving them that, that playbook and because a lot of times people will come through a treatment program like wow I feel really good 
but what do I do now? Do I fall back into old habits, which will then turn into old thought patterns? Or how do we keep this momentum going and then staying on or offering our accountability coaching or our therapists as well? So there's a, the, the approach is multifaceted. It's that this, but all the other things that are around it, which I agree. I think it, there's a lot of approaches uh, that everybody needs to meditate and everybody needs nutrition and everybody needs to um, be, have a mindfulness of what they're thinking and how they're thinking. And there's, it is, there's a multi-level approach to this. So it sounds really, really good. Um, you're, so you said you're in 14 states currently. So in every one mm -hmm. of those states, are, do you take insurance from people in those states? Are you licensed for that? We do not. Uh, so the only two places, or sorry, four places we take insurance, and that is uh, Boise, Idaho, Salt Lake, Utah, Nevada, uh, and Los Angeles. And we will be hopefully in, in Miami soon, but it's primarily cash pay. Uh, and, and not for right yep. because yeah I know if you're not if you're not of a state where the physician is licensed um, you know it's out of pocket insurance isn't going to cover it so that's an important thing to note um, well this sounds really really interesting and I learned a lot today it's because you know when you have people who tell you oh, you know it's okay you know <laughs> I did it, you know, I'm not, not, not really feeling much better. Um, then, you know, I sort of started to get kind of like, well, maybe this isn't the best thing. But I've heard that it's really great. And I know that through your clinic, you do it right. So uh, is there anything else you want to share with us before we finish? I just want to thank you, Randy, for everything that you do and the education that you put out there. And, and the way that you're helping people, because it's all about the information, right? And, and most of us, like we just don't don't have it, or we're, we're Google searching, trying to to, to find different ways uh, for for healing or improving our mm -hmm. our, our lives and, and our self talk. So I, I listen to your podcast, and I just want to say thank you for everything that you're doing and for dedicating your life and to enlightening and helping uh, share other people's journeys and stories and really impactful and powerful information, as well as uh, highlighting highlighting us. So just thank, thank you. you. Thank you for letting thank us you. be that, a part of it. That's really sweet. I um. You know, I do my podcast, the, the theory behind this podcast is that I bring, I very rarely do the same topic and do the same, you know, same show mm -hmm. or whatever. I bring topics of, you know, physical, mental, spiritual, um, holistic, anything like that. But I like to bring different approaches because I know, like for me, not every approach of everything works. So I like to throw a lot of information out there so people can go, oh, that resonates with me, you know, and they mm -hmm. can sort of find their way. Um, but thank you for recognizing that. I really do appreciate that. Thank you so much. And, and like you said before, you had patients that like, you know, they tried ketamine therapy and it could have been helpful, but maybe it wasn't. I hear, I hear that all the time. It's like, uh, you know, pizza can be really good if it's, if it's done right. Right. So it's, it's, uh, yeah. Right. So if it's, uh, right. not done properly and it's just, it's unfortunate the training out there and, and, and really the support when you're giving people these, uh, mind altering or transformational or powerful medicines, like they don't tell you afterwards, you know, stay away from, stay off your phone. Don't, don't talk to people that are negative in your life. If you're, if you're stressful at home, like don't go out, like if there's 
don't go don't watch a, a scary movie or tv show or don't watch a reality show stay off social media because our brains are much more malleable so if you go home after a session or, or immediately after and you're talking to your friend group that gossips right or you're talking to a family member or a relative on the phone that, that kind of just brings you down as critical like all of these things are our brains are like sponges during this time so when they they're doing and they fall back into normal patterns it can, you know, make it, it can almost immediately kind of cancel out the benefits of it. But if they do the opposite and you have a structured plan and approach for growth and reprogramming and reflection and integration and self-talk, and, and then, then it'll, it gives us the best chance for success. What so is the really average what um, treatment length? How many weeks is the average, does the average person take treatment? So we offer two different uh, types and it's typically four, four sessions or eight sessions. Uh, we've seen the most benefit out of, out of eight sessions. It all, all depends. If you're new to mental health, like if you're, if your mental health struggles are recent and you haven't really had that much time or if you're new to like antidepressants, then four sessions can typically get us there. If you've been on uh, certain medications for extended periods of time or you've been struggling with, with depression or anxiety for longer than, than 12 months, and typically we recommend about eight sessions. And like I shared before, the, the one girl was, we got to session like seven or eight and she said that, uh, you know, it wasn't until then. And by session six and seven, she's like, this isn't working, not for me. And then session eight, she's like, this is completely like, this is the best I've, I've felt in the last 25 plus right. years. So it sometimes uh, another, takes time. Yeah, it takes time. For sometimes you. it takes time. Yeah, I mean, another person that he told me for the last 15 or so years, he felt like he's been living his life in black and white. And then after his like fifth or sixth ketamine therapy session, he feels like he's in the Wizard of Oz, oh. and the world is color the world is colorful again, and he's <laughs> he's living seeing the world differently and living living a happier, more fulfilled life. So that's a, a great a very common to the to to your clinic and to this procedure, this process, yeah. which is Thank awesome. You, okay, so how do we get in touch with you? Uh, the best way we go to betteryoucare.com. So it's better the letter U care.com. Our Instagram is at Better You Care. Same with Facebook, uh, TikTok, all the social media platforms, LinkedIn. Uh, if you want to reach out and, and ask me questions personally, I'm here to help. If you're struggling, I'm here to help. Uh, my name is Derek Duchesne. My Instagram is Derek DDD, it's three Ds. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm here to to help anybody that's going through something and 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 listen. And, and if this isn't the right treatment for you, that's that's okay. We tell people every day that you know this may not be, but uh, but I'm also here to help share what what I've learned through my journey and and what helps. And so so uh, thank you for, for awesome. allowing well, me to be here. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, thank you for, for coming and sharing this with us. It's been a really great education. It's been great to talk to you. And um, have a wonderful day. I, I hope that people do contact you because I know a lot thank of you, my Rick. listeners are really struggling. So well, you you know, what I usually do is, you know, I do talk. I, I work with them. I work mm -hmm. trying to deprogram what has been put in there that they can't access with their um, logical brain. Um, yeah. But there's times where we hit a wall and I always mm -hmm. say we need to we need other intervention here. And so this is great to know. Yeah. And, and, and with talk therapy, because, like, you know, I, I still go to talk therapy and, and, and a lot of people and we work with we work with a lot of, of, of therapists and, and they say that like that's their most challenging patients they'll send to this kind of treatment because it's. It, it's like that catalyst, right? And, and our brains are very effective, efficient machines, right? And after our late teens, we keep getting stuck in that default mode network. And, and as the older that we get, that's a kind of our operating system for life, right? So the older that we get, 
like our thought patterns and our programming, it's, we've just been going down that same path for so long mm-hmm. that it would become rigid. And when you say, oh, so-and-so is so stuck in his ways or so stuck in this, it's like, mm-hmm. it's not their fault. It's just how our brains work, right? So this is kind of that shortcut to allow us to break out of those thought patterns. So it's like, allow us to, it's like that, you know, if our, if our brain was a mountain, right? Imagine that, that our all the lines in our brain is, is our thought patterns. So this is like a fresh outer a fresh coat of snow over the mountain nice. that allows us to break to break out of those thought patterns mm-hmm. and carve carve new ones right so so when done with talk with alongside talk therapy is when you're really going to see the best or the most benefits coming out of this treatment because it allows you to uh, really be receptive and and if you're looking at traditional like cbt or psychodynamic exercises that may have not worked before where people are like uh, i feel weird doing positive affirmations every day or this doesn't feel you know i feel like i'm phoning it in or I feel like I'm this or I'm that when you do that with this type of therapy it allows us you know it allows us to be more receptive to that that kind of programming in these exercises so that's where we've seen a lot of success so well that's thank all you that's, Randy you're welcome yeah, that's yeah. great information have a great day thank you thank you okay should we stop okay wait a minute let me see I don't know if we stopped. Let me just, um... This is the smell of a warm, three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new, fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.